0: I am holy, is what our Lord says today. He called Abraham from unbelief to belief. God does not want me and you to stay in our unbelief. But he wants to call us out of that into believing in him today. He called Abraham to a place he had never, ever seen. God today works in mysterious ways. And you would say, you know what, I'll go anywhere God wants me to go as long as it's 75 degrees and has a beach. You know what I'm saying? Um, I'll go anywhere you want me to go if you do this. When I I was uh, a kid, when God called me out, just this 19-year-old, 18-year-old boy, 19-year-old boy, I said, God, as long as you give me an indoor toilet and cable TV I'll go anywhere you want me to go I figured if I had indoor TV and watched college football on Saturdays I could do about anything anybody wanted me to do you know what I'm saying and God called me to the middle of Eastern Europe and I did not have indoor plumbing that's a struggle for a 20 year old 19 20 year old boy who's never ever lived without indoor plumbing you would say that's no big deal Let me tell you, sister, brother, it's a big deal. It's a huge deal, actually. If you don't believe so, I want you to go someplace and not have indoor plumbing for a while. It's huge. I hated it. And I said, you know what? I I just think if I had cable TV, I'd I'd be able to do about anything you want me to do. I had Russian TV. (laughs) I couldn't understand a word anybody was saying no matter what they were saying. Even Walker, Texas Rangers spoke Russian. I didn't even know he knew Russian. You know what I'm saying? I had no clue. I had no clue of the whole, whole situation. But guys, God calls us out of those places so we don't depend on what we think we need, but we depend on what we know we need, our God, our Father. And that's our prayer today is this. He could have let Abram stay with his family. But he had always been in the constant temptation to fall back in the same ways that he had. Have you ever noticed when God calls us out of a place of sin that sometimes we end up right back in that same place again? But Abraham was called out of that place and taken to the promised land where that temptation was no longer there. We see today that God called Abram not for Abram's glory but for the glory of God we see that when we leave our sin behind we are always better off because now what we have is the best that you can have and that's a relationship with God when Abram was called out of his sin he was called into a relationship with God. And what he discovered was this, that relationship with God was so much more sweeter than that what he lived in sin was. And what he traded that sin for, the holy land, the promised land was so much better than he could ever ever imagine. God always demands today that we give up ourselves for him in faith. Christianity would be so more much so more so much more popular today if we did not have to deny ourselves take up our cross and follow Jesus. If the Lord did not ask us to give up our ways to not follow our wicked heart. If he would not ask us to forsake that what we have been doing Christianity would be so much more popular. But God loves us so much that he does not want us to stay in idolatry. He does not want us to stay in sin. And that's why he calls us us out of that. So that we can have a relationship with him today. But we know that God always demands that we give up ourselves for him. You know, majority of people say, say, you know what, that's not right. The Lord does not want you to give up anything. He wants you just to just have absolutely everything. The way that you could rem- rem- fix that in your mind is this. What did God give up so that you and I could have everlasting life? His only begotten Son. He gave up His only begotten Son so that we would not perish, but that He would, add, we would have everlasting life. And he's asking me and you to lay down our desires, our wishes, our wants, so that we could follow, follow him. The call of God on Abraham's life was not easy, but it was the best call you could ever receive. And that's the call that me and you have from God today. Second thing I want to show you is this. God promises Abraham some things when he gives him the call. Read with me verses 2 and 3 of Genesis chapter 12. I will make you a great nation. I'll bless you and make your name great. And you shall be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you. I will curse him who curses you. And in you all the families of the earth shall be blessed God gave Abraham some promises that when he answers the call that he would be given to him but I want to share something with you God takes responsibility for the outcome only thing we have to do is have faith in God Me and you are not responsible of the outcome of our faith. None of us in this room today have the ability to build heaven. None of us today can go ahead of anyone else and prepare them a house in heaven. We do not have the ability to control the outcome of God's promises. We can't give those. But what we can do is this. We can trust in the God who has promised the the outcome of heaven. And we can put our faith in God who is able to do these things. God has promised us so much. And what we have to do and understand is that I cannot make these promises happen on my own. I have to trust that God is the one who made the promise. And God is the one who is able to keep his promise that he made to me. I cannot be in charge of keeping the promise. I cannot be in charge of making the promise happen. I just have to be able to trust God is in control of handing out these promises. And that changes my life and that changes your life. Why? Because the very first sentence says this, I will make you into a great nation. You're in Ur of Chaldeans and you're telling being told to go someplace you have never been before and you don't even know how far it is down the road, and God's telling you to go there and when you go there, I will make you, listen, I will make you into a great nation. The very first question me and you would have had when Jesus stopped that, we might not even got him time to stop it. As soon as the Lord said, "I will make you a great nation," we'd say, when? What are we talking about here? Is that tomorrow? Is that next week? Is that next month? Give us a time frame when we can think this is going to happen. But listen, Abraham trusted God, and he knew that he could not make for himself a great nation, but the promise of God was that he would make Abraham's children into a great nation, and he trusted in God. And he allowed him to see that, I'll make you a great nation, I'll bless you, I'll make your name great, You will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you. I will curse those who curse you. And all peoples will be blessed through you. Abraham did not have the ability to make those promises come true. But he did have the ability by faith to trust in the Lord. Me and you today have the ability to have faith in God. It's a gift from him that we can trust in him to allow all these things to come true. So we see the call of God on Abraham's life. And we see the promises if we believe and trust in the Lord from God. So, how did Abraham respond? And I love this. In verses 4 and 5, he gives us the response of Abraham. So Abraham, and if you have a new translation, this is what it says at the beginning. "Is this, so Abraham left. Here in the New King James, it says, so Abraham departed as the Lord had spoken to him, and Lot went with him. And Abraham was 75 years old when he departed from Haran. Then Abram took Sarah, his wife, and Lot, his brother's son and all their possessions that they had gathered, and the people whom they had acquired in Haran. And they departed to go to the land of Canaan. So they came to the land of Canaan. We see Abraham's call. Then we see the promises God gave to Abraham. Then I want to show you the most amazing thing. The response is this. Three words. Abraham believed God. Those three words I want to show you is how what made the difference in Abraham's life. He was obedient. He simply left. God told him to leave his country, to leave his family, to walk away from his livelihood, his father's house, to go to a place he had never ever been. Didn't he know how to get there? How did he respond? By faith, Abraham believed God. Today, that should be the response that we have when God calls us out. We immediately believe in God. I know it's a simple statement. Abraham left. But what it shows communicates volumes. That when no one else was believing in God, Abraham believed God. When the whole world was speaking nonsense, He listened to God, not this whole entire world, and he believed God. Today, this whole world is calling people into every different place to do different things. This world is so loud and so chaotic and such a mess, but yet we today have the opportunity to hear the voice of God calling us out of idolatry, calling us out of sin to the promised land. But the question is this, what are we going to do? I love Abraham left. You know what he said? I'm following God. I'm going. That's what I have resolved to do. Bible teaches us in Romans chapter 10 in verse 17. Faith comes by hearing and the hearing by the word of God. I know today that you would look at to read this story and you may think, well, Abraham had to step up because what Abraham got to hear was a verbal, audible word of God. He got to hear, actually hear the word of God, the voice of God speak and call him out of the situation that he was in. And he, you would say today, well, if I hear that voice today, then I would be able to respond just like Abraham responded at that time. But let me share this with you. If you heard that voice today, we would probably come visit you on the third floor, right, of Three Rivers Medical Center. Um, you would think you was going crazy. But guess what? Abraham heard a few audible words, a few verbal words from God. You know what me and you have today? We have God's holy word given to us every single day, just like the blood that flows through your body today that keeps you alive. God's holy word is likened to that, to your soul. Without God's holy word, you do not have a spiritual life. You don't have a foot to stand upon. You are dead in your trespasses of sin. But hearing comes from the word of God. Listen today. God's speaking. Listen to what he's saying, what thus saith the Lord, and pay attention and say yes, yes to God. Believe and hear him as he speaks to us today. Faith comes when we take God at his word. At the absolute minimal, Abraham and Sarah, Lot, their servants and the people with them, their animals and everybody else and their chickens and everything, walked at the minimal 1,500 miles to the promised land. And that today would be equivalent of me and you walking to Daytona Beach and back. You'd say, well, uh, that wouldn't be too bad. At least we'd have Daytona Beach to look forward to. But without any kind of modern roads or anything of that nature, they followed the, the Euphrates River until they dropped Dad off. And then when they dropped Dad off, they come down. Into Canaan, they went to Egypt because there's a famine in the land, and they come back up to Canaan again. Every step of the way was a step of faith. And why did they start that journey? Because they heard of call of God on their life. They heard the promises of a holy land, a prom, a, the promised land, the Canaan land and they responded and left where they were at to where God called them to be and their whole entire trip we don't even really know how long it took but I'm sure it was a long time if you studied all that whole entire trip they stopped every now and then and spent time there and everywhere they stopped Abraham had a had a well dug so that he would be able to support his family and his animals And then even where they got, where they dropped dad off, they even spent some more time there and and built those communities. But the whole entire journey that Abraham took to Canaan, everywhere he went, he left a blessing. On his journey to the promised land, he left blessings as they went by. You know what? Today, on our journey that God's called us out of sin and the salvation with him, and given us a promise of everlasting life. And we're heading right now towards the promised land, heaven. But everywhere we go, we need to start digging wells so that we could be a blessing to the one behind us, so that they can have water to drink, and they too could hear of God's blessings. We today are on that journey of faith just like, just like Abraham and Sarah were and we have to do this through faith one of my favorite old songs is this I am bound for the promised land I am bound for the promised land oh who will come and go with me I am bound for the promised land we today are on a journey towards heaven and on that journey what we get to do is be an understanding of understanding of who God is every day and be a one who would be blessing to all people around us because we today know that we've been saved by grace through faith. That's the reward that we have. We know we have a gospel. We know the death, the burial, and the resurrection of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. We know that our Jesus is our Savior. Abraham, he believed God and set out on this journey toward the promised land and today as we're journeying toward heaven what we have to do is trust God for absolutely everything put our faith in God Almighty but listen God never promises there won't be any trouble I don't know why we miss that in Scripture but it is as clear as the nose upon your face and my face that God has allowed me and you to know that there's always going to be problems there's always going to be troubles and that he simply promises us that we can overcome those troubles if we put our trust in him in John chapter 16 in verse 33 Jesus says I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace in this this world listen you will have trouble you will have tribulation. If you're going through problems right now and you're wondering why you're going through problems, let me share this. Jesus said this, you're going to have problems. You're going to have trouble. You're going to have tribulation. But listen, hear Jesus. Be of good cheer. Take heart. I have overcome the world. What we get to do today is trust in the one who cannot fail. We get to trust in the one who has never failed, nor will he ever fail. We can trust in God almighty. Today we today by believing in our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, by answering the call that he has upon our life, and by believing in him, we today have salvation. But what is salvation? How do we achieve this salvation? Salvation is by grace alone. Ain't nobody ever deserved salvation. No one's ever earned salvation. Salvation is by grace alone. But listen, we know in Scripture that salvation is through faith alone in Christ alone. That is salvation. And they are some unbelievable rewards of being made right with God. Faith allows us to do great things for the Lord. You and I cannot please God without faith. You and I can never do anything great for the Lord without faith in Jesus Christ. So faith allows us to bring honor and glory to God Almighty. That's our purpose in life. That's why we were created. So we see today, faith allows us to accomplish that which we were created to do, to honor and glorify God. But faith, allows us to do things that are explainable only by God's power. Have you ever done something, had something happen in your life that you realized was not your own work, but only God could have done that? I had a horrible experience this week. And I was in a, in a conversation with a, a gentleman, uh, a friend that I had not seen in a while, and we were enjoying um, catching up and I was talking to him, catching up, enjoying the conversation and a man interrupted our conversation didn't say excuse me, didn't say kiss my foot, didn't say anything but he just got up in my face and he said something that I cannot repeat but it was one of the probably one of the rudest things anyone has ever said to me two inches from my face. The very first thought that I came across my 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 mind was, should I rip his head off? Um, <laughs> I, um that that was my first that was my first thought in that what what should I do, you know, to this guy so that, you know what, I don't want him to continue making mistakes like that, you know what I'm saying? My dad always told me, I'm going to have to kill you because you ain't never going to learn, you know what I'm saying? Um, uh, I didn't know what to do. It, it, have you ever had the spirit jerked off of you? Just, I mean, just fire shot through me. And in my mind, I was thinking, I just don't, I can't handle this, is, this is too much for me at this, at this moment. And without any of my doings whatsoever, I leaned into him, and he was already here, and I leaned into him and I said, um, I'm in the conversation right now. If you give me a few minutes to finish this conversation, me and you can sit down and talk ourselves, work this out. What I think I actually meant was, I don't want to be rude to this gentleman, but I'm going to kick your butt here in a few minutes. Uh, If you could just hang on, you know what I'm saying? Uh, I want to finish this conversation out at this moment, then I'll take care of of you. Um, But God overwhelmed, and what I wanted to do, I did not do. And that was not because of me. It was all because of, of God. And I don't even know how the situation is going to handle out because he was. some people heard him and got him away from me before I could actually respond in that. But our problem is this. We think we have to overcome this world on our own. But by faith, God allows us through him to realize that he fights our battles on our behalf if i would have fought that battle the way i think it should have been fought i would be in jail this morning but because god stopped me because god softened my heart and got my attention i did not have to deal with that because god dealt with it on my behalf and what we need to do is have faith and know that that's how god works in our lives He allows us to do things that we would not normally do. And he takes care of the things that we cannot take care of. That's who he is. And faith allows us to endure horrible trials. Faith allows us to go through something that we never thought we'd ever go through. Faith allows us to come out on the other side of a problem victorious that we thought we'd never ever be able to get through. That's how special faith is. Faith, listen, gives us eternal life. In Romans chapter 6 and verse 23, For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. In John chapter 3 and verse 36, He who believes in the Son has everlasting life, and he does not believe on the Son, shall not see life, but the wrath of God abides in him. In John 6, 47, Most assuredly I say to you, he who believes in me has everlasting life. Faith gives us eternal life. And how long, how long is eternal life? Let me share this with you. I have a picture on the screen. We got to go Friday night to, to Harlan County. And Harlan County is the famous place of the, Dr. Edwards, that's where he was raised. And we got to go to Harlan County and it was beautiful. Long and exciting. We got to the high school right there right before the game started. And I think we sat down like two or three minutes before the kickoff, and the Harlan County Black Cats were the name, or Brown Cat, Brown Dogs, though Brown Bears, Black Bears, something, one of those bears, <laughs> some color of a bear. And when they came running out of the uh, their helmet, they played the song uh, "You'll Never Get Out of Harlan Alive." <laughs> Well, if that ain't a big how do you do right there, you know what I'm saying? Uh, I don't think we ought to play. You'll never get out of Louisa alive to anybody coming to our city. You know what I'm saying? Uh, it's, it's, that's almost like a felony offense right there. You know what I'm saying? But we enjoyed it, and it was the, the people were the nicest people you ever met in your life, I and mean, it, it was great. And we didn't get enjoy it on the way there because I think we were running late, but we had to cross Pine Mountain. And on the way back, we had to cross Pine Mountain again. It was like midnight at night when we crossed Pine Mountain. But on the very top of Pine Mountain, I just thought to myself, and I think I told James and Tim, I said, you know, if we got to see how beautiful this top is, it would be amazing. And there's a mountain, there's a rock on top of Pine Mountain called Chain Rock. Has anyone ever seen it? There's a couple of you seen it. It's beautiful. And and just a sight you can overlook, it's just awesome. But I wanna share something with you. Our state bird is the Cardinal. And if a Cardinal flew around the world and landed on Chain Rock on Pine Mountain once a year, and he hung out there for a day, and then he flew back around the earth and landed back on Pine Mountain on Chain Rock once a year, when that Cardinal has worn Pine Mountain flat, that will be the beginning of eternity. I saw a, a staircase in England I got a picture of it in a church in England over a thousand years old and they've walked the steps of that church for so long they've worn down the steps but when that bird wears down Pine Mountain flat that will be the beginning of eternity so my question is this Abraham was called out by God to go to a place he had never seen. To leave everything that was normal, his sin, everything else, to go to a place that he had never seen. God shared the promises of him, to him what would be happening in that place that he would go. But what did Abraham have to do? He had to believe God. And Abraham did, and he left, and he went to the promised land. Today, me and you have a calling upon our life. God's calling us out of the sin that we're living into, and he's calling us into a relationship with his son, Jesus Christ. And he has given us the promise of everlasting life. But the question is this. How? How are we going to respond to everlasting life? How are we going to respond? You know, what happens is this. Majority of people think Abraham, you know, like, eh, not a big deal. It's not a big decision it was the greatest decision that he ever made in his life, to believe God. God's called us out today. You say, it's not a big decision. It's the greatest decision that you'll ever make in your life, to believe in the Lord and follow Him. Why? Because your whole eternity depends upon it. Where you're going to spend that time. And that's why the Bible is completely packed full of allowing us to know that by believing in Jesus you have everlasting life in 1st John chapter 5 verse 13 says these this these things are written that you may know that you have everlasting life today my prayer for you is this is that you would answer the call of God on your life that you would hear him softly and tenderly calling you and that you would understand the promise of everlasting life and that you would say today, yes. Yes to Jesus Christ. Lord God, I'd ask today that we would answer the call. Lord, I pray for the unbeliever. Lord, he is being called out of that unbelief to belief. And Lord, may they say yes to you. But, Lord, I know you call us as believers as well. You call us to the job that you've given us. And may we answer that call as a believer today and trust in you. I know it may be to somewhere we've never been before or do something that we've never done. But, Lord, can we put our trust in you today? We know that faith is a gift that comes from us, from you. And I pray today. That you'll move us from unbelief to belief. In Jesus' precious name we do pray. Amen. Let's stand and this is our time.